yesterday, um, after leaving work, my cousin picked me up from work because, you know, he used my car to take my mom to Alexandria yesterday. We were standing outside and we were talking about the presence of the family, the presence of the father in the family or the mother in the family. Being present in your kids' lives. And he's a young father. He has, a, I think, a two-year-old son. And the way we were raised, although we did grow up in, like, a kind of a bad neighborhood. I won't say it was, like, extremely bad. But before us, you know, it had about a club down the street across the tracks. It had a club on the street around the corner, actually two, and there were always somebody being shot, stabbed, this, that, and the third. Well, when I was growing up, it was like those clubs were closing down and, you know, things were kind of calming down and drugs became more prevalent in the neighborhood. But there were things that our parents and our uncles did not allow us to see. Like, I didn't know that at a certain point in time, my grandpa smoked weed. <laughs> but we all knew that he would go in the bathroom, he would light it up, and he'll come out. And even when my uncle started to smoke, you know, weed in his teenage years or, or whatever... He was sending us around the corner. Like, y'all go around the house and play somewhere, you know, this, that, and the third. We never knew what we was doing because we were young. They just never did it in front of us. We didn't see it. Um, a lot of things that we wasn't exposed to at an early age. And I just feel like a lot of kids are being exposed to too much too early. We also discussed that there isn't enough going on after school to keep the kids focused and busy to where they aren't exposed. You know, a lot of people want to blame the, one of the points we touched on is like a lot of people want to blame the neighborhood that the reason why they kids are seeing so much. If you don't want your kids in that environment, you take the kid out of the environment and you move away from that environment and you put, you take your kid to a place to where that is not prevalent and not seen on every street corner or, you know, every way, every which way they turn. If you want them to raise, if you don't want them raised in the in the hood, you know, you take them to the country. To where you know they won't have to see that and won't have to hear gunshot, won't gunshots and fear for their life, and you know, fear for being robbed because everybody else is, you know, out there you know, doing something that they don't have to do. We also talked about there being after-school programs because a lot of these kids are have naturally born talent. You know, they come out the womb being able to draw, play instruments, um, sing, or... Um, Gifted with in writing, you know, they can, you know, write poetry. They can um, be good with their hands, like building and designing. Um, they're good at stuff. 
It's the parent's responsibility to see that gift in that kid and help that kid develop that gift and nurture that gift. But it's also us, our responsibility as a community to make some programs available so when that kid gets out of school, he can come straight into the after-school program and we can help nourish those gifts and those talents. A lot of times, kids have too much free time. They're not busy from the time they get up in the morning and go to school. You know, that keeps them busy for a short period of time. And then when they get out of school, it's just like what to do, what to do. They, there's not much for them to do outside of the schoolhouse. You know, when we were coming up, when we got home from school, the thing that we had to do was to get out of our school clothes, change clothes. We did our homework. We cleaned up. We had chores to do every time we came home. It was a list. One day we had to dust the whole house, sweep and vacuum and mop. Next day on the chore list was to clean the bathrooms, fold clothes, wash clothes. I had the responsibility of ironing my mom's work clothes just about every day, every night before she went to work or every, or every day for the next night. And when they were growing up, they had to get my grandmother's clothes together for her, for her job. And they had chores. Nowadays, kids just come home out of school. They throw their books bag, book bags down. They don't even get out of their school clothes. And they go right outside and start playing. They're not being taught the fundamentals, like the, the, the stuff that we were taught. Then once we got everything cleaned up, homework done, then we can go outside and play. Now, my mama, the, when I was coming up, the street light couldn't start buzzing. As soon as the street light was started buzzing to turn on, I, had to, I was being called, Nat, it's time to come in. And everybody would be like, we'd be just in the middle of a basketball game, a kickball game, any kind of game, we'd be just in the middle of it. And I got to go. So automatically that stops the game. Oh, man, Nat got to go in the house. And then my cousins, man, your mama ruined everything. It would be so funny. But, you know, we wasn't exposed to what was going on in the wee hours of the night or whatever. So I'm just saying, women, if you have children, you know, y'all keep them busy. You know, push them in the direction of those those gifts and talents that they have. Nourish those gifts and talents. Some of these young men need fathers in the homes. They need fathers in their lives. Some guidance, some direction. Sometimes uncles can't do it. Sometimes big brothers can't do it. They need their fathers. In the in, if they can't be in the home, let the men be present in their children's lives, especially the ones that really want to be. Those that want to be, stop penalizing the men for moving on because it didn't work out for y'all. Stop punishing the children because just just because it didn't work out between you and that man doesn't mean he has he can't see his children. 
You can't punish the, the, the child because he didn't move on and found somebody he really want to be with. You moved on and found somebody you want to be with. But we keep the fathers from the sons. Why? Why? Why is that necessary? My mom never kept me from my daddy. I'm not a boy. <laughs> but she never kept me from my dad. She had no desire to. But men, women, why are you keeping your sons from your fathers? From their fathers, I'm sorry. Why are you keeping the sons from their fathers? Young men are now having to rely on MTV, BET, YouTube, music videos, um, rappers as examples. Because sometimes the uncles or the big brothers aren't examples. So we're letting social media be examples for our youth. Sometimes these kids look up more to um, star athletes than they do their own dads. Why? Now I can understand if the father isn't living the best of life either. You know, then I could say, you know, well, you know, he don't need to be around that example. His dad need to get his life together, straighten up. And be there for his son and be the father that his son needs. The example that his son needs. But if you have a good man and it just didn't work out and y'all share a son, let that son be in his dad's life. Let that man be an example for his son. Fathers, let your daughter's mom be a part of her life. Especially if you don't have a significant other that's a good example for your daughter. You may not have, you know, the the best relationship with the mother. You might not even have the best relationship with the, mother, the mother's parents or family members. But let your daughter have a positive example from somebody. You know, somebody she can talk to. Somebody she can look up to other than these at these, you know, people in the social media or people on television. Mothers, don't keep your daughters away from their fathers. Don't do that. Stop penalizing your children because you're angry with your exes. Stop penalizing your children because you feel like he ain't with you. He can't come around. Nah. The breakup had to be mutual. These kids need positive role models. They need positive influences. They need positive people in their lives who's going to nourish and encourage and uplift and keep them grounded. Keep them rooted. Teach them things that they should that that, that will prepare them for the for the future, for their lives. And if y'all need help with that, get with your council people. Encourage them to develop more after-school programs. Shoot, we can barely get the council people to get the roads fixed in certain neighborhoods. But, you know, if you feel like you need some additional help, get some additional help. We were talking about how, you know, sometimes social... uh, we iPads and YouTube and Netflix and Facebook and Instagram are raising the children. 
Because that's the first thing we want to stick in front of a child's face to keep them from crying is a telephone. When back in the day, we didn't have internet. We had dial-up. And you had to unhook the phone line to plug that computer line up. And you couldn't be on that computer long, dial-up long, because you was getting fussed because you were tying up the phone line. We didn't have cell phones at an early age. You was calling the house. And even if we did have a cell phone, our minutes didn't start until 9 or 10 o'clock anyway. And by that time, you're supposed to be in the bed sleep anyway. We have to get a handle on the generations that are coming behind us. And it starts in the home. It starts with the parents and what they are allowing their children to see and be exposed to. Just because you live in a bad neighborhood don't mean your child have to see every bad thing that goes on in the neighborhood. Because if they busy, they won't see it. Because by the time they get out of school, if they if they in um, any type of after school program like um, football, basketball, baseball, and it don't always have to be sports. Don't get me wrong. It don't always have to be sports people. They could be involved in anything else. But by the time they get home, they eat dinner, they do their homework, it's time for bed. The only thing they're being exposed to is what you show them in your household. They don't know what it is outside. They don't know what a um a, a crack pipe look like cuz why they're not out there looking at it. They don't know what weed look like because why? They're not seeing somebody sitting on the stoop rolling it up cuz they busy. Do I agree with tying your kids up to where they don't have no no type of social life like they can't be a kid kid? No, I don't believe you know, I believe there should be a fair balance. True enough. I feel like as long as the kid happy doing what he is doing or she is doing, if it's ballet, if it's um, gymnastics or something, then let that child do that, especially if it's keeping them out of the streets, if it's keeping their mind from wandering, if it's keeping their eyes off the iPad, the, um, the cellular device, off of YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Netflix, if, if it's keeping their mind off of all of that, let them do it. I would encourage you to involve your kids in some type of after school program. That way they don't have time to be, you know, um, getting into trouble or, um, being exposed to things they don't need to be exposed in. Dance. A lot of kids like to dance. But they rather dance in the group of with a group of people than by themselves. So involve them in stuff like tap or um, these dance studios that that that, that all these cities have, and you have a multi a plethora of them. Get them involved in something. That might be my last podcast for this evening. If you have any topics that you would like for me to discuss or that's on your mind, hit me up. Let me know something. Comment, 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 comment. 
I wanted some feedback. I want everybody to comment and, and give me their feedback so we can all just give our points of view and dive into things. Okay, hit me up.